Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Driveway Liberty Podcast, the only podcast recorded live in a driveway. Hey guys, I'm your Uncle Wes. I'm sitting here in a driveway and uh, we're about to do one of these audio casts. I'm sitting here with my good friends, Travis and Dan. Dan, Matichero, how you doing over there with your guts bubbling? <laughs> yeah, we got some... Uh... We got some uh, issues running around the household with mm. this little stomach bug, but I'm making it. I'm here. I'm ready to go. There you go. Cool, 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 cool. And across the table from me is my good friend, Travis Horn. What's up, buddy? Hello. T-Rav. What's going on? <laughs> Hello. Sorry. I, I am out of it today. I've been busy as shit. Mm. <laughs> Just either in the truck or in a meeting and... Been nuts. Yeah, I mean, most of the time when I leave a neighborhood or uh, come back in a neighborhood, man, I'll, not most of the time. Every now and again, at, at least fifty percent of the time, I'll see your truck there, like you're working from the house. Mm-hmm. Hadn't seen it there very often lately. No, no, been burning up the mean streets. I hear you trying to drum up business. I gotcha. Well, so it's funny, and you guys will appreciate this. We've kind of talked about it, but you know, the Santa's when. They uh, announced the $20 billion surplus in the state budget and, you know, having to do all that. One of the things he mentioned was, I don't know if he said it just like this, was, you know, in 2021, Florida had a monopoly on tourism. Right. Couldn't go on a cruise, couldn't go to Europe, couldn't go to South America. California. Yeah. You know, so many. And so not only that, in 2021, when we got towards, like, past the typical summer, Right, a lot of lot of offices were still, hundred percent remote. Right, school in some places you you had the option, and so people would come down to Florida, the Panhandle. Like, well, hell, if I can work from anywhere, I'll go work at the beach. Right, and, rent a, yeah. and my kids can go to school from the beach. So hell, we'll go rent a house for two two weeks. And so you know, talking with a lot of businesses recently, it what's there's a few things that are funny that they keep pointing out is they're beating 2019 numbers. Right. Pre-pandemic. But they're behind 2021. And they all keep asking me the question, like, what, you know, what's going on? I'm like, well, there's a lot of economic factors in the last year. You had a monopoly. (laughs) But but I bring up that up. And I always point to the governor. I said, hey, the governor said this. That's part of the reason Florida had a $20 billion uh, surplus in in the budget that just ended in uh, June, I think it was. And they're like, huh, makes sense. But man, I, there's so many businesses struggling right now. Yep. Laying, uh, not even just laying off workers. There's just less work. You know, and how many times I had a business tell me uh, last week, said, "Man, we put these job ads out on Indeed and LinkedIn and you know all the job sites, right?" They said for two years we put these things out and we might get two responses and one interview. They told me if I go in my office, there's a stack of applications, people walking in because everybody's cutting labor. Yeah. Labor's so expensive. The revenue is not there. You know, costs are still up. So everybody's cutting, cutting back on labor. And uh, I don't know, man. It, it I, I think we're in for some very interesting financial times. Yeah. I, I, interesting is kind of a kind way to put it, I think. I think we're in for, I, I mean, we, we're a little insulated down here, I guess, um, thanks to tourism. But I think um, you, you're already seeing an impact in other areas of the country and economically on certain things. Um, it's 
I, I don't know what kind of ads you guys are seeing on Facebook or, or other platforms, but a lot of the ads I'm being served <clears throat> are how to create independent streams of wealth, you know, some sort of uh, side hustle or whatever. And that is, and what I've seen over the years is, is really an indicator of where we are going economically. Um, you know, people are hurting, so they're looking for things to do to bring in extra income. And I'm, I'm one of those people. I mean, well, you know, part, part of the, you know, it, 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 part of the issue is we've so we've devalued our currency so much. Yeah. Uh, we, we've caused inflation. We, you know, energy prices stabilize some, you know, because. You know, shockingly, the Biden administration uh, r removed the uh, uh, ban on Venezuela. So Chevron's going in and drilling a bunch of oil, but only for six months. Right. Just for a little bit. So, you know, so we've got Venezuela's some... oil's cleaner than... You know, before all, their <laughs> sh all the shit they went through with the communism and everything, they were about to surpass the Middle East. Oh, yeah. In oil production. Oh, Ven Venezuela per capita could be richer than the United States. That's what happened when the government took it over. It turned to shit. Yeah. So, but, you know, and, and the, the problem with the devaluing of the currency is, is we devalue the value of work. And we devalue the value of saving and, and all those types of things. Because, you know, what, what I've got in my savings account now, five years ago, if I'd have had that, I mean, I'd be like, hell yeah. Like, this is awesome. Now I look around, I'm like, well, I mean, that gets me a little ways down the road if something terrible happens to yeah. my job, but uh, not as far as it should. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm interested in, in a, you know, I call it kind of mailbox money. Yeah. But a, a independent stream of income from my corporate job, you know, and I've looked at a few things. I, I would venture to guess every restaurant for about three counties is for sale. If you got the right cash, it was probably yeah. not as much as you thought it was or as much as it was, would have been six months ago. Right. You know, so I don't know, man. It's interesting. It is. And it's kind of scary. And I'm also seeing an increase in, you know, I've all, always gotten these, you know, refinance mailers or the consolidate credit card debt mailers or, you know, that kind of thing. And I've seen, I get one, I get two or three a day now. Yeah. These loan office offers. Well, credit card debt in the United States is at an all time high. What, what I'm gonna the number's wrong, but I wanna say it's over a trillion dollars or something mm. now. Well, and that's one way that that uh government tries to encourage growth in the economy is you, you get these people borrowing money and they spend more money. And it, it's a false propagating of the GDP and the GNP. By doing that, because it's all debt. It's, it, I mean, it's no different than the country borrowing money from China. You know, it's it's falsely propping up something. And one thing I learned in 08 when I lost my ass in business is you try, you do your best to run cash only. You run, like my, my entire web marketing business is built from the ground up, zero debt. Right. And, um, I, you know, and I try to I try to operate that. I you know, I try to pay off vehicles as soon as possible. So I'm riding. I've got life in that vehicle to ride around without having a payment to go with it. Like right now, this truck's in this driveway is paid for. 
Now it's not, it's, you know, it's a 2015, seven years old and the clear coat mm-hmm. starting to come off the hood. Yeah. I noticed and the third the best day. looking truck of the whole podcast. Oh, so. Well, yeah. I don't know about all that. <laughs> it's probably the, the dirtiest of the podcast. But, I, um, bet, I bet mine's got more dog hair. Yeah, uh, my dog I hasn't been in mine. I 100% agree. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Um, but see, yeah, so this is what, and and I, I'm, I actually saved this for the audio cast. So I had a customer of mine that I'm real tight with, and he was like, dude, what in the world's up with chicken? I'm like, man, I, I don't know because chicken. So like over the summer, so we sell chicken wings, jumbo chicken wings, go eat anywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. 40 pound case, four ten pounders. Right. And at one point, I mean, I was selling them pretty damn close to our cost at $160. Mm. Okay. That was, that was the summer, like yeah. June. I'm selling them for, low 50s right now wow and he's like he's like that that doesn't make sense it's not like there was just more chickens or there was more you know and i'm like and i i just told him i said okay can i can i put my tinfoil hat and go on info wars for like 45 seconds he's like sure so okay so i think there's just less people i think our birth rate and replacement rate has been Sub where it needed to be for 20 years. And we just had a pandemic that targeted old people and other folks. We didn't handle it correctly. We didn't treat people. We didn't really try to save anybody's lives. Right. Like, And then we passed out some shots that killed more people. Right. I was like, so I think people will try to get back to pre-pandemic production levels. Just less people to eat it. Yep, I just made a mistake and went on TikTok. <laughs> yep, TikTok will do that. <laughs> you see that? All right, sorry. Anyway, <laughs> I got I got distracted. <laughs> so you know, I it, it's one of those like like it, it makes no sense. You know, all these places still tell you they got labor shortages, or I mean, I don't know. Maybe the flip side is we've let so many illegal immigrants in that the chicken plants are running at capacity. But, uh, yeah. Or, or over capacity, or over capacity. Yeah, you know, like or that the pricing on chicken was at a such a level people stopped buying it. That could be a contributor. Well, we've factor. seen that in we saw that in snow crab, we saw that in certain uh beef complexes and uh crab meat. So like if you if you pay attention when you go around out to eat, you just don't see crab cakes. Right. Crab cakes used to be on every menu. Yeah. Sure. Or close to it. Especially here. Yeah. We, we, and which always cracks me up, but anyway, in very few places, you know, there's still places that do it, but you know, one of the busiest restaurants in the area that's known for their crab cakes. Yeah. Where you will see, uh, t-shirts of this everywhere. There's red lights in there. Yeah. Yeah. They went only doing their crab cakes two nights a week because they couldn't afford to. Wow. And they couldn't get the product. Yeah. Wow. Well, now we're fire selling that stuff because we loaded up on it thinking this was what we needed to sell. Well, now we're sitting on it, and we've already had to write it off, you know, just depreciation, stuff like that. Right. And we're trying to fire sell it, and people are like, yeah, we just don't think we're bringing them back. It's mm. weird, man. Like, yeah. It's, it's nuts. 
it's kind of a weird environment. I mean, these are weird times and, 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 you know, like the old adage past, um, performance is not a future indicator. I mean, what, who can predict shit right now? Well, I'll tell you what our listeners or, or you guys, if you talk to someone that either owns or manages a restaurant that knows about food costs, ask them about French fries and mayonnaise. Okay. Through the roof. Is it really? I mean, we're selling, I'm, I'm selling French fries for probably 250% more than I was first part of 2020. Crazy. It's insane. It's nuts. We got, we're starting to bring in suppliers from Europe on French fries. Oh, wow. Just to try to offset some of it. Crazy. So we're not, <laughs> not producing as many potatoes? Uh, just yeah. Well, there was a bad crop, twenty twenty and twenty twenty one, bad crop, and they were so far behind that it's just throwing it off. Mm. So, well, that sucks. What's with the mayonnaise? That's just oil and baby chickens. Well, That's, yeah, uh, chicken embryos. Yeah, mm-hmm. actual clumps of cells. Right. <laughs> if you're lucky, there's actual eggs in it. Yeah. It cost of soybean oil through the roof because mm. soybeans are through the roof. Mm. Well. I know, uh, I know at least in Georgia, soybean, when I was a kid and in the eighties was a huge, huge, uh, product that farmers grew. I mean, we used to hunt deer on, on soybean fields all the time. That's where we preferred to go because oh, yeah. mm-hmm. deer love soybean. Mm-hmm. And, um, you, you can't, you drive through Georgia now, you won't see a soybean field. We'll you might in the next few years. Maybe. Well, if <laughs> no. I mean, if it's price of soybeans so damn high, yeah. right? <clears throat> but yeah, Absolutely. I don't know, man. It, it's all interesting. Like you know, we we talked about, and I, you know, poured my heart out on the podcast when you couldn't find Jeff. Well, just back to being bogo at Publix, right? Yeah, and buddy. Bet your ass we hopped on that all day. I, long. I refilled my emergency emergency stash. There you go. That's a, that's good stuff. <laughs> well, it's a positive for you, Travis. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. There, definitely. there is a little bit of light now. If you've got audio to play, I need to uh, do something over here because uh, I didn't do it before we started. Well, what do you need to do? I need to stop the recording and then restart it. Oh, well, we're good. I'm not playing the audio. Okay, we'll just miss out on John Bolton. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, all right, all right. Hold up. All right, go ahead. You've just made some news there. You are essentially telling us that you would consider getting into the 2024 race. Absolutely. I, I think I think to be a presidential candidate, you can't simply say, I support the Constitution. You have to say, I would oppose people who would undercut it. You know, we used to have a thing in the House of Representatives called the House Un-American Affairs Committee. I think when you challenge the Constitution itself the way Trump has done, that is un-American. Let's stay here for a moment. Just walk me through your thinking. What does your timeline look like? What would cause you to cross into saying what you're saying now and actually being a declared candidate for president? Look, all of the potential candidates know what Trump has said. This is no secret to anybody. I don't see why they aren't saying it right now. I, I think the, the voters, the Republican voters, people who choose the Republican nominee, nearly 95 percent disagree that Donald Trump is more important than the Constitution. I'm afraid there are some who would stick with Trump on this. 
What does a candidate have to lose by appealing to 95% of the base of the Republican Party? I actually think most Republican elected officials in Washington disagree with Trump mm -hmm. on this, but they're intimidated. This is the time where there's strength in numbers. The more people who tell the truth, the easier it is for everybody else. So what do you have to see that would make you say, now is the moment that I am going to declare my candidacy? I'd like to see Sherman-esque statements from all the potential candidates. If I don't see that, then I'm going to seriously consider getting in. And what is your timeline, Ambassador Bolton? Well, I think it's going to have to be pretty short. We've already got one declared candidate for president in the Republican Party who doesn't believe in the Constitution. This is serious business. You've just made some news. That <laughs> so, so Trump, so, in Trump's defense, to? not y'all already know how I feel about Trump, but he's come out and said he didn't say he misspoke, but he clarified what he was saying by that when he was talking about the Constitution. <laughs> And, and basically, it's something that we've actually called for on this podcast a couple of times, is there needs to be some accountability in media. That was what Trump's statement was. That's what he came out and said he was, was meaning when he made his comments. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Well, hey, look, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, if – somehow John Bolton wins the Republican nomination. <laughs> I will find every scrap penny. I'll go through my couch seats. I mean, everything I can do and buy Raytheon, Lockheed Martin <laughs> stocks and all that. Oh yeah. Cause he's going to start dropping bombs on the middle East. Like, I like, mean, no tomorrow. Yeah. Like, I don't even know it. Like he, with, with his hand on the Bible, he might just like, yo, fire him, fire him, yo, go. Wait, just bring the red button and set it right on the Bible. He goes put one on the Bible, and I'm going to start high-fiving this one so my hand's still up in the air and just dropping bombs, baby. Oh, yeah. You know, there was a time when I, I thought that, that John Bolton was a firebrand. I mean, I'm like, this dude speaks his mind. That mustache is on point. Um and, and you know he kind of he kind of lost me when he he started going off the deep end later. But well, I mean he's just he's a war hawk. Yeah, no doubt he's that, a war hawk who's branding himself anti-Trump. That's yeah, that's his message. Get that in. I do want to take a moment. All right, so we've been in Florida the whole time we've done this podcast. We live here. I want to welcome our new listeners in Orlando <laughs> for the very first time. We have uh, some listeners there, and then in Port Charlotte, Florida, which is a first time, oh. and Leesburg, Florida, which uh, they a lot of the Florida man stories come out of Leesburg. <laughs> so. so I do want to say congratulations to somebody. Okay, uh, uh, Volodymyr Zelensky. <laughs> The president of Ukraine, right, and the spirit of Ukraine were named Times People of the Year. Oh, I don't know if you guys know this. I was named the Time Magazine's Person of the Year in two thousand six. No, I swear to God, look it up. Okay, okay, you cannot believe me. I'm telling you that is one hundred percent true. Look it up. Is that the one? Right, I I'm think not. you're fucking with us, but I'm. I'm not fucking with you. I was named Time Magazine's two thousand six. Person of the year. Were we also named Time hmm? Magazine? I don't know what you're talking about. 
<laughs> All right, we're looking this up, by the way. You, yes, yes, I was. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I put that on my resume, actually. <laughs> Everybody should put that on your resume. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you, yeah. you, right? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Not ye. Not, not ye. You. Not ye. Yeah. Not ye. Not ye. Do you see what the short list was? Of the Tom well, person of the year? Xi Jinping, the Supreme Court of the United States, Elon, Liz Cheney, Mackenzie Scott, the protesters in Iran. Who's Mackenzie Scott? Ron DeSantis, Janet Yellen, and gun safety activists. That was a short short list. Who's Mackenzie Scott? I don't know who Mackenzie Scott is. Wait, is that Mackenzie Beza? Like, isn't that Jeff Bezos' ex-wife? I think so. Trump was named the person of the year in 2016. Hitler was in 1938. Yep. Greta Stalin Thunberg. won it twice. Putin. Ayatollah Khomeini won it in 79. Crazy. Gorbachev won it twice. It's not always a good thing to be named person it, of the you know year. What the, you know what the time person of the year was in 1988? No. The Endangered Earth. Oh, look at there. <laughs> I'm surprised we made it. Wait, was that back when we were going to have an ice age? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was just after acid rain. Just after kill us acid off. rain. Right. Do you think the acid rain psyop was to get people to stop wearing acid wash jeans? Uh, <laughs> like to just give acid a bad name in general? Uh, I think that actually acid rain predated the acid wash jeans, okay. which w is what made the acid wash jeans even cooler. Because I had some acid wash jeans. I had the Bugle Boy acid wash jeans. Yeah, but that that was when? 90s? Uh, late 80s. 89, okay. 88. Okay. All right. Maybe 90. 89. So kind of with some overlap in the... Acid rain slash acid wash jeans. A little bit, yeah. So I guess Mackenzie Scott was a novelist. I guess she used to be married to Bezos. Yeah, there you go. There's that. Yeah, that like I said, Jeff what did, Bezos. What did she do? What didn't she I guess she do? committed to give half of her wealth. Yeah, she donated a bunch of his money. Right? That's what yeah. yeah. That's basically what, what it boiled down to. Uh -huh. So That'll get you there. Most definitely. Yep. Elon Musk was Tom's person of the year, what, last year? Year before last? Yeah. Uh, year before last because uh, it was it was uh, Biden and Kamala Harris both got it. So Vladimir Putin got it in 2007. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Congratulations to each of y'all for getting uh, Tom's person All of right. the year in yeah. 2006. Yep. So... Uh, you want to listen to some more audio? Sure. Mm -hmm. All right. You ask As for an it. educator, I am constantly worried if I am part of the problem. What do I mean by that? Well, public education is an institution that upholds lots of problematic systems in our society, like white supremacy and misogyny and colonization, etc. In my role as an educator, I try to undermine that BS in my classroom as much as I possibly can. I teach high school English and whoo! The white supremacy runs deep. What do I mean by that? Well, let's look at how we write essays. Start with an introduction that includes a thesis. Always cite your sources. Use transition words like however and therefore. These are all made up rules. They're arbitrary. They were created by Westerners in power. 
In Linguistic Justice, April Baker Bell calls this the language of respectability or the language of power. Which got me thinking, what if I started my school year with a unit honoring how we talk rather than teaching students how to write properly? So this is the start of my series on teaching linguistics in high school. As an educator, I... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Look, well, I know they, they were invented because uh, white power... Now, they're invented because they make the actual written thing you're writing make more sense and flow better. Mm. That's why it was invented. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Jesus. Is that too much? You got all, you man, want, no, I, no, no more oh, audio right oh, now? Oh, jeez. I'm trying hurt. to recover from that. That, that fucking hurt. Oh, that uh, of the two I had pulled up, that's actually the, the tamer. The tamer. Of the two. tamer. Of the two, I'm sure. Look, look, you know what? One of my arguments with my dad about cussing, because, you know, he's Southern Baptist minister is that you know what language language is a creation of man or woman or whatever and we as a society decide what is a cuss word and what is not mm -hmm. so as a result a cuss word is is only as bad as we give that power to it to be yep, yep. Mm -hmm. and so on that side of things leaving out all the fucking wokeism and the bullshit Part of me agrees with what she's saying, but I don't fucking agree that it's a white supremacy or some sort of misogyny. Oh, don't forget the colonialism. Oh, especially colonialism. <laughs> I, if Let's see, that was a 51-second video. If I was going to cut it down to just the parts that I agree with, it would probably be about three seconds. Yeah, and it'd be yeah mostly that's dead where I was. Still. That's where I was going. I'm like, you know, I agree that it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, a creation of our own design. Right. I mean, because that's what language is. That's communication. But to say, well, I'm an English teacher, and I'm fucking going to not teach it fucking English. That's what she's saying. Mm -hmm. Stupid man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it hurt. It's got, it should hurt to be that stupid. It should be painful. I concur on that. I concur. But all right, go I, ahead. But, he, but here, I, I, here's what you you're a teacher of English, right? And yet, you just said I'm not going to do my job. Yep. Mm -hmm. Fire her ass. <laughs> bye bye. Because you're an activist. Yeah. yeah. And that's why she's a fucking teacher. Well, yeah. well you're not just an activist. You're, you're just actively telling us you're not going to do your job. So why why would we continue to employ you if you're not going to do the job that we employ you and pay you money for? And you're literally on TikTok advertising that you're not going to do the job that you're being paid. Yep. Yes. Yes. All Absolutely. Right. Somebody should say this that. is a so, minute uh, clip. School. We got time or no? Oh. Let's go ahead and take a break and then we'll come back uh, with water reviews, apparently. Uh huh. I got beer. Oh, okay. And ginger ale reviews. Well, Dan's tummy hurts. His tummy does hurt. But we'll be right back right after this. Hey, guys, it's Wes. Want to thank you so much for helping our podcast grow. We are so excited about the growth we've experienced in our listenership this year. And we're very excited to be able to now offer sponsorships for liberty-minded business owners right here on our podcast. So reach out to us. You can contact me directly at Wes at WesHerndon.com 
or you could go to our Facebook page. It's facebook.com forward slash the driveway liberty podcast. Send us a message, man, if you're interested. We'd love to have you as a sponsor. And maybe if you're local or nearby, we can actually shoot a podcast directly at your business. Either way, let's get back to the broadcast. All right, guys, welcome back to the Driveway Liberty Podcast. It is time for... Beer Reviews. Beer Reviews. I got a feeling this beer review has got to be anywhere near as good as the last one. No, absolutely. You know, it's kind of funny. Uh, Stacy, who is a regular listener to the podcast... She, I saw her earlier this week. She's like, "Well, I had to fast forward about after about eight minutes of the year." <laughs> well, it's Cause funny because it, Shu, who gave us the beer, yeah, he said it's a good thing that I only gave you three because if I gave you the full six pack, the beer review probably would have lasted the entire second. That's true. Podcast. The, 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 <laughs> hey, no doubt. And I, I'll Absolutely. tell you what, I've been to no. I'm not admitting to a lot, but I've been to no less than four bars since we had that beer looking for that beer <laughs> not only looking for it but like calling management over saying hey you need to get this beer <laughs> yeah yeah it's the best beer ever. I, i've got i've got two different watering holes looking for it yeah i mean i have uh i've I, I like the one next to the grocery store that we go to to watch games mm-hmm. told them about it uh, when do you go talk to the guy at Winn-Dixie Bar? I haven't been to Winn-Dixie in a hot minute. No, I hadn't either, man. We need to go hang out there real soon. Dave. Dave. Old Dave. Yep. Yeah. Dave at Winn-Dixie. Yeah. Um, if you go to Winn-Dixie Bar, tell him Driveway Liberty sent you. Yeah. That's right. You don't get a discount or anything. Well, it's no. already discount. It's only $3. <laughs> I mean, it's a $3 beer. I right. mean, yeah. Uh-huh. They have Yingling. Yeah. They have IPAs and craft beers, local beers. Mm-hmm. They've got... Miller Lite and Ultra, you know, depending on what you drink. I mean, Maybe and wine. wine. And wine. Mm-hmm. And the wine's a good deal, too. And it's 10 feet from the damn deli. Yeah. So you can go get you some wings. And anyway. It's kind of a little trip to the restroom, mile 12, 12, 13. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice little walk. It's a stroll back <clears throat> past the Cheetos. See, Dan, you were, you were way off this was going to be a much quicker beer. Yeah, right? I didn't say we, quicker. We, Not we, as good. We we can we, we can bullshit for fifteen beer. minutes. Hey, I can. I mean, we could do a entirely different podcast on beer alone. That's yeah. true, no doubt. I'm drinking Miller Lite. <laughs> Dan, what I, you drinking? I'm drinking Canada Dry Ginger Ale. My stomach is the bold. For, no, no bold. No bold. Now bold is for when stomach's in good shape. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is. I need to burp and I need some some liquid in my body. All right, I got you. Cool, we, got, cool, cool. we got a little bug running through the house. Yeah, yeah you do. Right, right. Yeah. Yep. It's actually kind of a big bug. Yeah. It's fucking everything up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm drinking Miller Lite. There you go. <laughs> and water. And water. And water, yeah. Well, I, I yeah, I don't know why. I just felt like I needed some water tonight. Hey, man, you know what? I get it. Your I, body tells you and you answer. You know what? I, I let you know. It was off, so... I told you my VP of sales was in town. We went to dinner at very high end steakhouse. Um, and I don't, t- it was, that was Monday and I don't typically drink on Monday. Right. So I think my whole schedule was just off my body. It's like, wait, what's going on? Here? Wait, why well, what drinking? are we doing here? Why, 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 why are we eating an $80 ribeye and drinking a bunch of red wine? You know, I just admitted to going to four bars since the last podcast <laughs> and I've actually slowed down my drinking. So. 
I didn't drink Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. So that's a uh, well. That was an eventful Thursday, Friday, to Saturday. <laughs> yeah, and I drank enough on Saturday to count as two days. Is the reason I said, well, or or wait, yeah, I, I I hit a couple of bars one in one night. So, well, Travis and I hit. We drank well, you're just beers sports bar, bar, restaurant. Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah, well, we, we drank a few Saturday night. No, no, we didn't. Friday night. Friday night. Friday night. Friday. Friday. Yeah, we drank yeah, quite a few Friday. Yeah. Cause, yeah, because Saturday night was not a good night for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, that's Friday the night, that's Friday. when you had the stomach bug starting. Yeah. And I stopped yeah. by here after hitting one of the four bars that I hit. <laughs> Travis is in my driveway for like 20 minutes alone. No, that, that was West. That or was I mean, West was yeah. in the driveway. I'm looking yeah. at Travis saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Travis West was actually. It's a better view over here. Uh. <laughs> All right, here we go. What you got? But they've also given us a model to become our own leaders. And let me tell you what it means to to me coming in as a different generation. I remember my middle child waking up with nightmares over concern around climate change. Oh fuck for fuck's sake. <laughs> That was actually I forgot I had that one. If they woke up with nightmares from fucking climate changes because you implanted that in there. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. you're a horrible parent. Correct. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> you're in a cult and you're raising your children Good to be in a cult. And I'll go on record as saying ninety nine point nine nine percent chance that didn't happen. Just well, it's it, like the people oh, saying she's just full of Yeah, shit. she just made that. Yeah, up, of yeah, course. To sound cool. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm so worried about the climate that even my middle child woke up in the middle of the night with nightmares uh, about the climate. Yeah. Nightmares are through osmosis and <sighs> idiocy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Now for the main one. You ready? Okay. Go sure. Wait. Can't uh, wait. Jeez. It's been fucking beauties up to this point. Right. Can't wait yeah. for this. Look, there was all building to this. So I encourage all of you to think of yourselves as ambassadors to your communities. Jesus Christ. Ambassadors for science. Ambassadors for compassion and ambassadors for care. These conversations don't have to be limited or restricted to a medical setting. Offer yourselves as informational resources, not just for youth, but for school teachers, principals. Is that this, is, this is Admiral Richard Levine. I was going to say, is that the talking to pediatricians? Yep. Yep. School boards, professional organizations, recreation centers, county commissioners and others who would benefit from this information in your perspective. Please proactively seek opportunities to speak about what you know. Our task is to educate the public in as many forms as possible. And we need to have these conversations that question the assumptions that are underlying today's attacks on trans people. Pushing back the veil of ignorance demands this extra effort and this is, a ch this is the challenge before our profession. For almost 40 years now, I have considered an honor to be a doctor. I believe in our role as healers. I believe in our role as truth tellers. And the truth that we need to confront now is that medicine and science are being politically perverted around this country that destroys human lives. And we have reached a tipping point for the role in medicine. You're, you're, you're 100% right. For the health and, and well-being of that's doing QI plus youth and other Americans. She... Those who attack our community are driven by an agenda of politics. It has Fuck. nothing to do with medicine. 
It has nothing to do with science. It has nothing to do with warmth, empathy, compassion, or understanding. They are rejecting the value of supportive medicine, rejecting well-established science, and simply rejecting basic human compassion. We as doctors and as people who love our communities and love our nation have to confront the, the fact that the language of care and compassion that they're using is being taken to granted to literally tear our communities apart. So we have to stand up. We have to take a stand on behalf of those who are being hurt. That's what we do in medicine, even when it's difficult. So I Sorry, I was trying to hit pause and I couldn't, but. <laughs> this shit makes me so fucking angry. Person one woman of the year. Peer reviews. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? It's like a laugh track, but in a laugh track. Oh, yeah. It changes the mood. Right. Yeah. Holy shit, man. So that was two minutes and eight seconds. And I don't know that anything in there was true. I don't know. There was one full sentence that was true, man. Well, the the part where he said that I forget the exact verbiage was basically we have to confront the lies and misinformation, whatever he was talking about. It's literally you're you're talking about confronting yourself. You're literally yes. the liar. Mm-hmm. Well-established science? What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, gender dysphoria is well-established. Yeah, but cutting off little kids' fucking penises and vaginas. No, you, you're missing my it. cynicism in the fact that gender dysphoria is defined in science as an actual mental disorder, and that's what this motherfucker has. Yes, and but this motherfucker's out there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I want to know, what, what, are the, what are the attacks that he's talking about the attacks on trans kids who's attacking trans trans kids yeah but see you're you're taking that literally by not letting people chop off healthy breasts and healthy scrotums you, it's an attack on them that that's that's his worst that's not mine well, that, that, that's what he completely <clears throat> fucked in the head for okay thinking right, well i'm you, you you ask a question i'm trying to answer it for you you're you're thinking in the actual word of attack. Oh, I'm thinking like a logical fucking human being. Correct. And this person and that's is where you're going a mentally wrong. deranged idiot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See that that <laughs> like Travis said, that's where you're going wrong. You're thinking like a logically. <laughs> this guy drives me nuts. Well, I got some more good news. You want to hear this? Oh fuck. So a gay pedophile teacher who molested three boys in Benson, Minnesota, is placed on paid leave. Pending an investigation. He should be placed on a fucking firing squad and fucking, fucking had a stink. bullet shot in his nuts first. They, listen to this, though. They have they have him on video. Sat in a chair and directed the students who were seated on a rug in front of him, close their eyes and turn away from him. He then had the first victim sit in between his legs and placed the boy's hand under his groin area for four minutes. The video shows Ebnit squeezing his legs, moving his groin areas up towards the child's bottom and hand, and rocking back and forth. So we were gyrating on the kid's ass, and, and he put his hand under his nutsack. They got him on video doing this. And he did the same thing to two other children on the same day. 
How is this guy still fucking alive, nonetheless getting paid? I, dude, I am fucking speechless. <laughs> dude, I give me give me about ten minutes with him. I, I will. Fuck. Benson, Minnesota. Everybody, where is Benson, Minnesota? It's in Minnesota. I'm pretty well, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said Benson, Minnesota. So here's some more good news. You know who? Y'all you know, just trying to piss me off. Y'all know who Kurt Cameron is? Yeah. So he's he's a Christian. Benson, Minnesota is like a small town. Yeah. It's well. like a couple hours outside of Minneapolis. Yeah. yeah. Well, wow. Minneapolis has bled over. Kurt Cameron. Yeah. So he's uh, he's an author. Yes. So he wrote some some biblical based family faith based uh children's books right and uh he's his publisher has reached out to 50 different libraries across the united states to get a to do a, a reading yeah where you know you sit down and you have kids come in sure. and do the reading sure zero have allowed him to so we can allow fucking training story time yes in fucking well, and a lot of those libraries have allowed the training story time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Significant they portion of them look, have. Yes. All right. So you were on the live stream. You were talking about fucking outlawing vaccines. I think what we should do is outlaw fucking universities at this fucking point. Yeah. Because all they are are fucking liberal training grounds for librarians and teachers. Yep. What What's our future look like? It's not fucking looking good right now. At what what's the boiling point? What's the point I'm where the fucking, fucking bowling right now? What are you talking about? Over and, and shit goes haywire. Well, I, well, and that's the that's the question we keep fucking asking. How much are we fucking willing to take as normal fucking people? We're just sitting back and say, oh, we don't want to hurt anybody's fucking feelings. We don't want to be controversial. Fuck that shit. It's time to fucking stand up and stop putting up with the fucking bullshit. But you can't even be normal anymore. No. Normal's bad. Normal is bad because you're a fucking white, misogynist, motherfucking male. Colonial. Colonial. Male. Colonialism. Yeah, Dan. All you want to do is fucking (laughs) kill indigenous tribes, kill fucking trannies, and keep three-year-olds from cutting their penises off because they want to wear mom's fucking shoes. The only, the only people that I want to kill are pedophiles. <laughs> and if and if I could get away with it, I would do it. I just I like how you just said it so, like, calm. And yeah, it's, like, like, it's almost scary. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you're a pedophile. The only people I want to kill. <laughs> In the NPR voice. They're pedophiles. But, but what does it take? It takes the bread and circuses going away. That, I mean that that's the honest truth. How how many look we we talked uh well we talked on this cast about the monop- uh, uh, monopoly on tourism. Yeah. People from across the country could still come to Florida and get bread and circuses. Now it's very good for us financially. Mm-hmm. But you know, I think I've told the story. My wife waited on the table and people from California and they have tears in their eyes because they hadn't gone out to eat and over a year and been cooped up in their house and couldn't do anything. Right. You know, I, to me, at that moment, I'd had tears in my eyes because I didn't do anything. Yeah. 
But as long as there's always that escape, as long as you can keep running up that credit card debt to go to the Bahamas or go on a cruise or go here or go there, as long as the NFL is still on on Sunday and Thursday and Monday and college football is still going and your kids are still playing sports, it's just going to keep going because we have the, the convenience and the entertainment is the idol, right? It's It's the... Moses went up on the mountaintop. He's getting, you know, God's like literally handing him some tablets with like, hey, here's just the 10 things. Like, we're not getting too crazy here. It's just 10 things. See if y'all can handle that. And while he's up there, everybody's, you know, melting gold and and making a, a, you know, a calf. And that's what what we're doing in this country. We are, we've made the idol to convenience, to entertainment, to our bread and circuses. And until that starts to go away, you know, we've talked about the NFL. I don't blame Dan. Dan watched the NFL. I don't care. Right? I've made the decision. Part of the, just the movies. I, 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 part of the reason I don't watch hardly any TV anymore is I can't. And then maybe this is a me issue, but I can't watch any of it without just like fuck that. We we watched it from 2013, uh, a Medea Christmas. Yeah, Brooklyn and Millie wanted to watch it, and the whole time I'm just sitting there like. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm like, it's hard for me to enjoy it because I'm sitting there and I'm watching what's going on, and that wasn't even that bad. And it was 2013. You're looking through the goggles of what of of true awakeness, not yeah. wokeism, mm-hmm. but true awakeness, knowing what's going on. And fuck, we're we're shouting from the from the from the hilltops, and nobody seems to fucking care. And it's because I think it was what last week when we talked about the opiate of the masses, we were talking about football and how we would love to do a fucking sports cast. It was it was more fun to sit in the driveway and drink and watch football Mm -hmm. than a lot. I mean, we have a good time on this show, no doubt about it. But there's no pressures of making sure that our opinions are well thought out when we're doing that. Well, and, you know, the problem is, you know, I, I we've talked about it a bunch. I used to be an ESPN-aholic. And he, I mean, oh, yeah. And uh, I was listening to some game over the weekend on ESPN Radio Sirius. So before I flip over to, like, Bluetooth or something, I've got <clears throat> it'll the Sirius XM will kick on. And so it's been stuck on ESPN Radio. I just left it. I'm like, let, let me listen for the two minutes it takes to get everything situated. Just some of the nonsense that I hear and I'm like, this isn't sports. No. It has nothing to do with sports. No. Like, and and it's and I listen to one of it for like 15 minutes, and I'm like, you guys haven't even talked about sports. <clears throat> and the fucking commercials. Yeah. The demographic they're going after. It I, I'd venture to say that real men, real men. Are they're out there, but they are a fucking dying breed. No, I agree. You know we, you know we've got a mutual well, friend. Ostracized. I mean, they're... absolutely being ostracized, and it's on purpose. Like we talked mm-hmm. about before, it's like if you are a masculine male, you are the enemy to this woke fucking social warrior yep. agenda. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're the you're the enemy to the indoctrination of the kids. Yeah. 
through the enemy. Yeah, because strong, strong men, especially strong young men, are, are the key to any thriving society. Yep. Sure. You're you're eighteen, really fifty, you know, in the old days, but eighteen and twenty nine in this society is who is going to protect it, reproduce and produce. I was listening uh, on the way back uh, from picking the kid up from school today. I was listening to Bill. I was, I wanted to get off of off of music. I wanted to get off of politics. So I had the clean comedy channel on, on XM Mm -hmm. and, um, Bill Burr came on clean and And he was on the comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Believe it or not, this is an older set that he did, (laughs) but he's talking about feminism (laughs) and he was like, look, you know what? I, I'm not going, and, and he did it in a comedic way, but his point was, until you don't expect me to stay on a Titanic when women and children get off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Until you don't expect me to stay in the house when it's on fire, when women and children run out. Yeah, I'm going to accept the $1 an hour pay difference. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and because not that, feel bad about it. Right, because that is the expectation of men is to to protect. Take the bullets, yeah. Well, yeah. it's just like the left versus the right thing. The standards being held against but if the titanic happened today i mean i'd be getting on one of the boats and if somebody's like sir this for women and children only like did you just assume my gender bro right like (laughs) yeah what my ass and and what i I tell you what i identify as getting the fuck on this boat right that's what i identify identify as as keep living and (laughs) and and sharing this fucking door with you right as we float off i'm not staying in the water Mm -hmm. When this door is clearly large enough for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, I think of a lot of times we talk about this stuff, you know, I think of, you know, Dan's son, Danny's 17 now, still. Yeah. A few more weeks. You know, and I'm like, it wasn't that long ago that I was 17. And just the the complete, it's it's not even a similar, it's not like it seems like a different planet. Dude, yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, it, it's just nuts. I mean, man. I'm looking. I mean, just in the last ten years. Mm-hmm. I mean, not even back to when I was 17. The last ten years, the 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 whole societal mindset has changed so much. Well, I mean, let's just think about it like this. It, you know, and I've brought it up that up until what the 70s, maybe. Every 17-year-old man in the history of humankind was expected to start making babies. And and by that point, you were expected to at least be helping the farm or you were doing something to provide for your family if you you weren't married and had babies. Yeah. And now if you get married and have babies, you're considered evil. Right. Yeah. And so... You're the bane of society. Yeah. So so let's... Well, if you get married and have babies. Right. If you go out and have babies with... 47 different baby mamas. That's cool. And then yeah. play fucking Mr. Potato Head with their genitals. Yeah. As long as you Except pay that child support. Well, and, and you know, so the crazy part to me is always, so let, let's say Danny finds the love of his life in, you know, in the next year, right? So before he's 19, says, you know what? I'm getting fucking married. We're going to start making babies. 
I mean, they're gonna have a tough life at that point. Yeah, absolutely. They, even if they go to college and get a degree or go to a trade school and get some, they may have a tough life anyways because that's how we've set up society that if you don't have two well-paying jobs, you're about to live in a freaking trailer somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've we've all done pretty well for ourselves. Our kids ain't gonna be. I, I didn't care. I lived in a trailer in college. I thought it was great, man. Dude, I lived in a trailer <laughs> after my divorce. Right. So, you you know what I'm saying? Like we we've just our our society's so screwed up. And and I mean, that dude works for the federal government. That video we just played. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it like it it's insanity. And and to the question, when does it break? I I don't know. I don't know. My, what, my, my fear is when it breaks, it breaks hard. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, if we <laughs> as individuals bad. don't <laughs> start be... standing up and making a stand. That'll be the only way. That's the only way that's going to start to break. Yeah. And then if it's pushed to that hard break that you're talking about, then well, so heard, be it. You know, I heard Jesse Kelly say mm-hmm. on uh, the other day that if he was given the option of – Losing uh, that Democrats had 100% of the Senate that uh, had 100 Senate seats, all 435 House seats, and the presidency. But you could get, but conservatives controlled every school board in the entire country. <coughs> he would take that. Well, that's how you change it. I mean, that is where it's at. I mean, long term, I mean, you've got to look at short term and long term solutions. You do this in business, you do this. Everywhere. And the long-term solution is controlling that school board. And not only control, controlling that school board, but controlling the administrators in the various schools. Well, and and I say, and I see this all the time from conservative politicians. And we had school board candidates on, and we've talked to all of them. And, you know, it, the, our problem is we talk about, well, we, we just want schools to te- teach you know, reading and writing. No. That's why. That's how we lose, because reading, we, we, writing, and citizenship and civics and, and American values and American values. Okay. Yes. How to be, be because we just heard a teacher say, "Well, you know that whole English language thing. I just don't really like it, so I'm not going to teach it." That that's how they operate. Yeah. And and our answer is, we just want to teach reading and writing. Like, no, that's dumb. Like, right. you, you you there has to be a counter movement against that to promote. The, the American values, an American way of life, and American greatness. So what's that look like? First thing, it's obviously abolished the federal oversight of, of, of education. Yeah. The Department of Education needs to go. Yep. Defund that some bitch and get rid of it. I, I would say even more important than that, the first thing I would do is abolish every teacher's union. Well, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And and make, make, make them completely illegal in this country. Yeah. And it that right there, completely and utterly useless. And, and and when I've said that to people before, they're like, well, you know, teachers are underpaid and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, it doesn't sound like that union is really doing their job. Mm-mm. They keep paying them dues, yet you say they're really underpaid and they don't have what they need. So that, um, well, we've got a $300 million fucking school board budget in this county alone. And you can't pay teachers. What are you fucking using the money for? Oh, I oh I agree with you, but but I mean they're limited by what the state state allows you to pay. Sure. So 
you know, again, it, it's government oversight. But if we got rid of the teachers unions and a teacher that was worth a shit could go in and negotiate their own salary, I, I bet you we'd have better teachers. Yeah. If I could, if I could yeah. walk, if I could walk into South Walton High School and say, "Hey, look, I'm gonna teach your culinary class. And I'm gonna teach every business class you got, but you're gonna pay me hundred G's." Yeah, but you, you, you're not gonna find somebody better in both. Maybe I'm, I'm sure I'm, that's a little arrogant, but I, I've got mm-hmm. loads of experience in both. Yeah. Well, you know it's funny, but I'm not gonna actually, do that for forty-seven grand. I assure you. A year and a half ago, I applied for a teacher's position because because I felt like all right, we we had been talking about making a difference and and doing doing something in society, and I was like, you know what, I've got a degree, I'm I, I'm pretty knowledgeable in this subject, history, political science, citizenship, civics, and they had a social studies position open at the school my daughter goes to. And I applied for it. And the girl that got it is fucking retarded. (laughs) Now, granted, she taught more than those subjects. She she teaches two different subjects. But I'm sitting there watching the shit she's teaching, and I'm like, this chick's fucking retarded. Mm -hmm. But she's probably got a couple years' experience. And a certification. She taught at some school overseas. Right. And, you know. and, and so so our schools value that more than any subject matter expert. Right. Which, which is why we, we get. You don't which even is why have we get, to be a subject matter expert. Which, which is why we get a bunch of idiots graduating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they go to these universities and get indoctrinated. And and, and the bad part is we, we on the right, conservatives, liberty mind, whatever, we, we go into business. We go seek well, no, fortunes. No, we we go spend two hundred grand at these universities to keep this grift going. Well, there, yeah. There's there's no longer teaching of subject matter experts in education. They don't teach that. No, right. You don't like. They have the 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 federal government has planned it all out for you. You just need to learn how to manage classrooms, and then you just follow their guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is how they've created this monstrosity in the first place. Yeah. I mean, just at our local high school, I know the substitute art teacher. I I met him. We were talking here in the driveway with him. Like, if you're teaching art, we're in a bad spot. (laughs) (laughs) Right? But see, and, and, and that's how we get subject matter experts. And so, so it, it, in all the strategies, right? It, it, well, Eric Metaxas said it recently. I'm tired of talking about what conservatism is. I would really like to see what conservatism does. And we try to play this kind of lukewarm, well, you know, school should just be about school and learning. No. School is an indoctrination center. They're going to learn something there. Be sure they learn what we as Americans need them to learn. The, the whole purpose of school was to to get you ready to be a productive member of society. Well, it, originally, public, public school was meant to train assembly line workers. That's where public, well, the idea of public school version of, Well, let's think about it like this. Do you think in China that they have their schools teaching how terrible China is and colonialism? And, no, shit, no. Or, or do you think they're getting freaking pumped full of China steroids and we're the best fucking country oh, yeah. on earth? 
it's only these Western countries that are like self-immolating by teaching their their young people how terrible they are. Yep. Like, oh, you know what? We. Well, why do you do that? You do that because you absolutely want to bring it down. Right. So so think about South Africa. Right. And England. Right. And and England colonized the shit out of them. Yep. Uh, You know, they also brought running water, modern medicine, toilets, those types of things. Made South Africa better. Yep. Some, some eggs got cracked along the way, but you know what? The omelet turned out to be pretty good. So, so, but, but if you go to any American government school and the, the term colonization comes up, it's a bad thing. Right. But there's no counter argument to say, ah, you know what? Their lives that were actually better in the long run. If you got conquered by Rome, colonized by Rome, your life was better. I think I've played the clip before of, uh, Life of Brian, it's like the Monty Python. Yeah. And I think it was Jews or somebody. They're like, okay, like, what, what have the Romans really done for us? And they're like, well, you know, the aqueducts are nice. And, you know, they really know how to keep order around here. And, you know, the, the wine's good. You know, they the start. <laughs> yeah, the roads. Right, the yeah, roads. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, but, but we get in this, oh, no, we just want to teach. Like, come on. Like, we, we have to think differently. Yeah. And in the short term, go back to our live stream, to me it's a zero-sum game short term. We got to win. In the long term, we have to take over school boards. We have to get in these schools. And it can't just be, well, we're going to make this neutral. No, we're going to make this so pro-America that you go home and you whack off on a damn American flag every night. Oh, well, that seems against the code, apparently. I'm sure, but I've that's been, what I mean. I've been told that my, American that, flag, the, American flag, you know what I mean. Some anchor chief, some right. asshole, <laughs> some asshole in one of the groups. Speaking of that, in the Florida free thing, he was like, "Well, you, he posted some meme about me using the American flag, which is like this leftist argument." And I'm like, "Why, you know, why don't you just post the code? Because I think if you post the code, you realize that nothing in this video." is against the code and how to use the U.S. flag. Right. Because the shirt doesn't include all the stars or the bars, and the the flag at the end of the video is 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 like a, a tribute to the fucking flag. But we're out of time, guys. Yeah. Well, that, that guy's just a fucking idiot. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. I busted his ass. But anyway. <laughs> So, hey, guys, thanks so much for tuning in to uh, Driveway Liberty Podcast. If you are, uh, if you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends and family. Um, and you know what? This Consider- is a podcast I've really been terrible about asking to like, share, subscribe, go to Patreon. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're yeah. absolutely. <laughs> we, we, we failed. We need to step up our game. Yeah, yeah right. You know what? Uh, go to Patreon.com. And you know what? A shame on me because I just said I was a subject matter expert in business and sales. So, right. You know what? I'll take the blame for that, guys. All right. Tonight. Fair enough. Well, it's Next all week of our, it's on Dan. It, it, <laughs> it's on all of us every week. Patreon.com forward slash driveway liberty podcast if you'd like to support the cast. And at depending on the level at which you support it, you could get some free merch. Um if you are a liberty minded business, go to uh, the driveway liberty podcast forward slash advertise to find out how you can support us there, or go to the driveway liberty podcast forward slash merch. To get your Driveway Liberty podcast merchandise. Like, subscribe, share. All of that. That's how we, we get the show to grow. Absolutely. So uh, for Travis and Dan, I am your Uncle Wes. We'll see you next time on the Driveway Liberty podcast. Driveway Liberty podcast.